This is MPN. Welcome to Movie Matchup. I'm Casey. And I'm Grace. A podcast where we talk in-depth about two movies with a common theme, some trivia, and menu items you can enjoy while having your movie marathon. Grace, what is this week's theme? This week's theme is, are we human or are we alien? Yay! Yay! Uh, and our first movie. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. It's just our thing now. <laughs> Yeah. It's just our thing. <laughs> We're just going to do it every time. Yeah. Uh, and our first movie is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 movie. Um... In this remake of the classic horror movie, Matthew Bennell assumes that when a friend complains of her husband's strange mood, it's a marital issue. However, he begins to worry as more people report similar observations. His concern is confirmed when writer Jack Belichick and his wife discover a mutated corpse. Besieged by an invisible enemy, Bennell must work quickly before the city is consumed. And our second movie is The Faculty from 1998. And the plot is, to the students at Harrington High, the principal and her posse of teachers have always been a little odd, but lately they've been behaving positively alien. Controlled by otherworldly parasites, the faculty try to infect students one by one. Cheerleader Delilah, Georgiana Brewster, football player Stan, Sean Hattesey, drug dealer Zeke, Josh Hartnett, and new girl Mary Beth, Laura Harris, team up with some of their other classmates to fight back against the invaders. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we we chose this double feature. Or I, I wanted to do this mostly because as a child of the 90s, I wanted to revisit the faculty, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the Invasion of the Body Snatchers seemed like a good movie to pair it with. I did not realize until re-watching the faculty that they literally reference Invasion of the Body Snatchers in it. Yep. So, what a great double feature. Yeah. Um, And yeah, obviously, uh, things that they have in common are both uh, films about an alien invasion. Um, There's quite a bit of paranoia as the aliens appear, you know, human in both versions, and so you don't quite know who is and is not uh, an alien. yeah, did you notice any other similarities, Casey? Um, yeah, so I think in both films the effects still hold up pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah I enjoyed watching both of them again. I thought that the pods mm-hmm. in Invasion of the Body Snatchers still looked really great, like when they're trying to take over yeah. uh, Matthew. I was just like, that was a really great... The, thing. like, fetus, like, like adult-sized fetus thing <laughs> that comes yeah. out is mm-hmm. still really just... Nah. Yeah. <laughs> really gross. And I even still like, I remember, I think I first watched this uh, at the New Beverly, and uh, when the, you know, homeless man dog uh, yes. <laughs> thing yes. comes up, I was not expecting it, and I jumped like <laughs> just as much as Elizabeth does in the movie. I was like, what the, <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it holds up pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and then also I think something else is I think the characters are way too calm about the weird things they're way too calm about the parasites and they're way too calm about the flowers like the fact that after so much weirdness has happened that Jeff Goldblum is just like it's a flower it's a flower (laughs) it's like what are you everything is crazy now why why try to like defend a flower that that's weird don't yeah so 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we've also got uh, common commonalities with the aliens, I feel like. Uh, and this happens uh, probably in a lot of alien invasion movies. The aliens are sort of... Uh, emotionless creatures which is Mm -hmm. i guess you have to give some sort of downside as to why you don't want to become an alien um because very often it seems like well you know they're more advanced than us clearly (laughs) and uh they you know usually have some uh greater uh, physical strength than us as well but if if you're you have you know a lack of uh, the bad emotions, then you also have a lack of the good emotions. So there's no more hate, but there's no more love. And it's like, well, that seems like not a great deal then in that case. Yeah. It also makes sense too. Like if you were to go to an alien planet Mm -hmm. and be able to look like an alien, but we wouldn't know how to behave like an alien, (laughs) that they don't know how to behave like a human. (laughs) So I, I, you know, I can understand that. Um, They also, I feel like both movies have kind of like stereotypes that they fall into mm-hmm. the faculty clearly we're gonna right. hit all the high school stereotypes yeah but also in invasion i feel like we have like our lead character who's very smart mm-hmm. we have like the female who's like very interested in him even though they shouldn't be together and like her <laughs> husband that doesn't appreciate her yeah it's almost kind of a jock stereotype the husband i'd say before yes. he turns yes yeah. and then like you have like the two friends like the one who's, like, very, uh, I feel, like, kind of, like, calm and, like, level-headed, and then the one that's just sort of, like, crazy, like, a little, like, paranoid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, you have certain stereotypes there. And then, like, uh, like, tentacles or, like, tendrils, Mm. I feel like, in both of them as well. So, like, you have the tentacles in the faculty and, like, the streamers that even look, like, that way on campus and, like, in the gym, like, right before the reveal and then in... Invasion, it's all like the the wispiness. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call those. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It's like, yeah, they're trying to get across like the spores, the spreading of like yeah. the, the plants everywhere, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> I, same I kind of mean, like, like long, wavy sort yeah. of, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, in both cases we have our aliens. As you would, I think, if you're planning an invasion, you go after the authority figures first and, in, in, uh, you know, um, in the faculty, it's the, the staff at the high school, <laughs> the teachers and uh, the faculty, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, in invasion, they get the, the police force uh, pretty early on, it seems like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the scene where Donald Sutherland calls the police and they immediately know his name and he's still, he's not picking uh, up on what <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's like, hang up the phone. Uh, <laughs> it's like, how are you not getting what's yeah, going yeah, on yet? Yeah. <laughs> there is a double of yourself outside right now. <laughs> I will say, well, and maybe we can talk about this in more in depth when we go over the faculty, but, uh, you know, they, they talk in the faculty about how Invasion does have a... a downer ending uh, how the aliens win mm-hmm. uh, i would argue the faculty also has kind of a downer ending and i'll explain that more okay <laughs> i really dislike the epilogue to the faculty okay and i'll explain why. all right i'm very curious <laughs> about that um but let's get into okay, invasion a bit more okay for now please tell me what happened to Nancy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you lost track of Nancy at the so, end of the movie. I lost track of her multiple times. So I was watching on Pluto TV. Yeah. And it would go to commercials. And then 
I, but I was having like a lot of trouble. Like I would try to pause it and it wouldn't pause or come back. And I didn't mm-hmm. know if I was missing stuff. So like there was multiple points where Nancy was with them and then she was gone yeah. and then she would come back and then I don't know where she kept going. <laughs> so I'm hoping that you can clear that up because it's like I know where she is at the end. But I lost track of her twice in the middle. So, so she, um, and by the way, it is uh, on, what did you watch it on Tubi? Pluto. Pluto. It's probably on Tubi too, but <laughs> it is also now on uh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> Because I went to go rewatch something, uh, and I was like, "Oh man, now it's on Prime. I could watch without the commercial." Unbelievable. <laughs> but um, yeah, Nancy. So it's a little confusing because of like the editing. When they get cornered, Jeff Goldblum uh, is like, "I'll draw them away." Yes. Uh, Nancy follows him at that point. Okay. They, they're like trying. They're sort of like. Uh, Elizabeth's got her hand. She's trying to tug her back, but she doesn't end up holding on to her, and she follows Jeff Goldblum. So that's the first time she leaves, and she meets back up with them, and she tells them, like, oh, you can pretend to be... In the stairwell, yeah. Yes, you can pretend to be emotionless, and you can blend in with them, and then when the man dog barks okay. at them and, and freaks Elizabeth out, you know, they've been they've been caught <laughs> as being not emotionless, and they all start chasing her, but Nancy had kept her cool at that point, so she just, like, keeps... Okay. Yeah. Keeps quiet and, and, and soldiers on, basically. So that's where Nancy went. Okay. Well, the man dog is a good test because I'd freak out also. Yeah. It is just kind of funny, though, because they, you know, they get the whole, you have to be emotionless spiel and they manage it for all of, like, five seconds before the man <laughs> dog shows up. Um, oh, I did want to uh, just... You know, I feel like they did a pretty good job of establishing Elizabeth's husband in very short scenes yes, that he did, was yeah. in mm-hmm. and, like, what his personality is so you can immediately tell that something is wrong yeah. because she comes home and he's, like, watching the game with his headphones on and he, like, pulls her down to make out with her and, <laughs> and is, like, yelling at the TV and he's, yeah. like, he's a man's man. And then uh, all of a sudden the next morning he's just, like, oh, I'm just going to a meeting. It's fine. Nothing's, nothing's wrong. Yeah, he's going to, like, miss the game. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Can you believe it, producer Ryan? He, like, <laughs> clearly he was taken over. And that's how I would know if you were taken over by a pod person. Was be like, I'm just going to miss the hockey game tonight. Baseball, don't need to check the score. I would know immediately. That's the tell. <laughs> oh, I liked the, um, when he's encouraging Elizabeth to go see uh, his uh, friend, uh, played by Leonard Nimoy, Dr. David Kibner. Uh, and... She's like, oh, it's because you think I'm crazy. And he goes, no, no, he would eliminate whether Jeffrey was having an affair or had become gay, whether he had a social disease or had become a Republican. (laughs) (laughs) And I just like for some reason that all these things are on the same level. uh uh (laughs) Um, And Jeff Goldblum's introduction was just so wonderfully Jeff Goldblum to me as well. Yeah. He's uh, complaining about uh, Leonard Nimoy's character, Kibner, and his, his new book that has just come out. And he says, Kibner's ideas are pure garbage. And some lady turns to him and says, how can you say that about a man like Kibner? And he goes, I'm not saying that about a man like Kibner. I'm saying it about Kibner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then as uh, Donald Sutherland's on the phone, like trying to give his witness report for the police, for the man who got... Uh, killed by the mob essentially yes, yeah uh and he's, he's, he's like complaining about how nobody wants to take his report and uh jeff goldblum says it's a big conspiracy he goes what's a conspiracy it's everything yes i enjoyed that too i wrote that down yeah 
Uh, fun fact, by the way, that man who, I'm getting into the trivia, but anyway, the man <laughs> the man who runs up to their car and is like screaming, Yes. Uh, you, you'll be next, blah, blah, blah. He is the star of the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Ah. And apparently that movie ends with him running uh, around telling everybody that they'll be next. And so it's a fun little sort of continuation of where we last saw him. Oh. <laughs> Things do not get better for that man. No, they do not. Oh. I should watch that, though. I should watch that. Yeah. I know. I meant to watch it before we recorded this, but uh, we don't prepare here. Uh, to <laughs> so. I was trying to figure out, I, I feel like it's uh, just commonly accepted that Leonard Nimoy is uh, an alien the entire time. But I will say, I, I don't think he necessarily comes across that way in his very first scene. I feel like it's possible he could have been turned in between his first mm-hmm. scene and uh, when he shows back up to, like... Uh, at the mud baths when they're yes. when they, they have the the mutilated body there uh he's very clearly covering for it at that point but i'm like uh, i don't know he might just be you know considering how much jeff goldblum hates him he kind of seems to live up to that person that jeff goldblum has has established i don't know just a thought. Yeah, I didn't think it in the first scene either. But then later, it's like once the the mud bath happens, and I know that they're you know supposed to be so opposite mm-hmm. personality wise, but it's just I feel like it's very much oh you have been the just the fact that you are trying to explain away yeah. absolutely insane like behavior and things going on that mm-hmm. it's like okay I understand you want to be a practical person, but yeah. there's a limit to yeah. Um, but I will say, I feel like both movies hold up very well as far as the reveal of who, you know, was actually the alien mm-hmm. the entire time on rewatch. It works really well. And we'll get into that with the faculty. But yes, with Leonard Nimoy, the, the entire, he basically spends the entire t- movie just being like, no, no, you're just, you know, you're looking at things the wrong way and it, everything will be, you know, better in the morning. You just need a good night's sleep, which is also something that the aliens <laughs> would want <Yeah>. to have. <laughs> Like it is good advice, but also not when not when aliens are trying yeah. to take over. The but world. also maybe go to sleep for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh, I also like in that scene when he says to Jeff Goldblum, "Some friends are playing a prank on you." He goes, "But I don't have any friends." <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some great like paranoid scenes throughout the movie i feel like of with elizabeth early on she's just walking down the street and you see people you know all looking at her uh in like the the uh, book release scene everybody just seems to be like staring around the room uh in sort of a creepy way and then you've got the scene where um donald sutherland is trying to like call a bunch of people to like get something happening uh and uh, that sort of intercut his voiceover of all the calls with that same sort of creepy uh, who can we trust who can mm-hmm. we not <laughs> type of feeling uh and yeah the ending still super effective i think it is just to the that sound coming out of dollar Lillian's like mouth it's it's the it's a it's an image that i think a lot of people are familiar with before they watch the movie mm-hmm. but i feel like it still works even if it's it's sort of the type of thing that's been uh, oversaturated in pop culture. Uh, I think it's still effective as an ending to the movie. It is because you uh, you haven't seen any change in him. Like the whole you've spent you know like two hours with him just trying to survive and then just trying to. Um, I completely forgot her name because it's just been like three weeks now since I've Elizabeth. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and so he's just 
because you're following him like at work and everything seems totally normal mm-hmm. and you spend so much time that he's just trying to like follow her and then Nancy finds him in the and the big reveal. I do think it still yeah. works really well. But yeah. Can we move on? No, do you want to do your trivia? Was that all your trivia? Oh, uh, let's see. Other trivia. So for trivia, I've got, oh, did you notice that the at the very beginning of the movie, as I think um, Elizabeth is like finding the flower, there is a priest on a swing set, uh, and it's just sort of a really creepy, like, there's a priest on a swing set, and he's watching children. Was there a really terrible noise? Was the swing set making a really terrible, was that this movie, or was I watching something else, that there was like a really terrible, you know, like, swing set noise? Maybe there was like, else. there was like the noise of the oh, swing, swing set. Oh, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah, and it is audible before you actually see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but the guy, the priest on the swing set was Robert Duvall, who had done a previous movie with the director, and so they got him to come in just for that one scene. Oh. <laughs> um, which I had not noticed no. until I saw that. Yeah. Um... Oh, fun fact, the uh, sounds uh, in the movie, there are a lot of more natural sounds early on in the film, like crickets and birds chirping and stuff, and those fade out uh, as the film progresses and becomes only sort of mechanical sounds of, like, sirens and things. That's really interesting. Yeah. Effective, I think. Yeah. All right. So, for the faculty... So let's just start at the the top. This cast is... Crazy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, for both these movies, really. It really is. Yes. Yeah. You've got, uh, I'd say both Elijah Wood and Jeff Goldblum, it's very fun to see them uh, in roles much younger than you're used to seeing yes. them these days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So going through, we have popular girl, star cheerleader, Delilah Doriana Brewster. We have quarterback dating the cheerleader, Sean Hattesey. We have bad boy, Zeke, Josh Hartnett, who we're going to come back to his character later because <laughs> I really want to talk about that. Yeah. Because it doesn't really fit with all the other stereotypes mm-hmm. that we've got going on. We have like nerd, Casey, played by Elijah Wood. We have like goth, outcast, Stokely, played by Clay Duvall. We have new girl, Mary Beth, played by Laura Harris. We also have... Angry football coach Willis, played by Robert Patrick, who is essentially the T-1000 for most right. of this movie. he's playing the same character. Yes. Uh, we have Principal Drake, played by B.B. Newworth. We have Mrs. Olsen, played by Piper Laurie. We have Nurse Harper, played by Salma Hayek. We have Miss Burke, played by Famke Jansen. And we have Mr. Edward Furlong, is the character name for Jon Stewart. <laughs> and then also, like, Christopher McDonald plays... Elijah Wood's dad, and Usher is also in it as just another student. Like, this cast is insane. Yeah. Um, so it's really enjoyable to watch it and, like, <laughs> see all these faces doing all these, all these different things. There were also a lot of makeovers in the movie separately, which I know there would be, but, like, there still were. So, like, Mrs. Miss Olsen, she's, like, very shy and timid Mousy. at the beginning. yeah. And then she, like, comes to school with lipstick. Once she's, like, changed, she's got a lot more makeup on. Mm-hmm. Miss Burke also gets a makeover to be like hot. Yeah. Now and then, like uh, Delilah, when she goes incognito and puts on glasses and puts her hair in a ponytail <laughs> and she becomes invisible to all the students in the school who would not recognize her, which is just crazy. Um, and then Zeke, who becomes a football player at the end, and right. Stokely, who becomes like non-goth, very like the Breakfast Club. Yes, this is what it, this is what I'm talking about. This yes. is why I hate the ending. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Do you want to just get into that now? Let's just, we'll talk about it now. Okay. We'll talk about it. So it's just like the whole, 
like plot of the movie is them, you know, trying to avoid being uh, essentially like taken over by these alien mm-hmm. beings and be- becoming something other than themselves. And then <laughs> at the end of the movie, it's just like, yeah, we've got goth girl is like D goth. We've got Zeke who's ex- never expressed any interest in in sports. He's now a football player. Yeah, uh-huh. And like Elijah Woods dating. I'm, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I know no. that I know yeah. that he had like an obsession with her, but she treats him horribly throughout the yeah. entire movie. She's and not like, a nice person. Why? Yeah. yeah. She would not get together. If she's not willing to be with Sean Hattesey, if he is not the quarterback anymore, yeah. she's not going to get together yeah. with Casey. Especially since she was an alien the entire time. She didn't have this bonding experience with them yeah. through the movie. So why on earth would she suddenly date Elijah Wood? Because he's famous. He's in the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... I I have a whole logic section thing, thing written down, and that was one of my things. Of like, all the couples get together. Also, yeah. everybody becomes a couple yeah. in the end. I wouldn't be surprised if this was, and I, I didn't look into it, but if this was like a studio-mandated like epilogue type thing where they were like, we need it to be happier at the end. Yeah. And so like everybody gets a makeover and everybody's you know no longer, uh, I don't know, it feels like, I also rewatched Disturbing Behavior recently, which uh-huh. does not hold up as well as the faculty, but... <laughs> It felt like everybody was, was suddenly on the disturbing behavior, uh, you know, process or whatever it was in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just completely void of their entire personalities at the end. Anyway, that's yeah. why that's why I don't like it. I think it's okay. a downer. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, since we started with logic, I'm just going to, we'll just move on to okay. my logic points. Okay. So Casey, at one point... Th- Delilah and Casey find uh, Miss Trummel's dead body in the closet because mm. she did not take to the transition yeah. to becoming an alien. So he tries to get the police involved to report the dead body. His parents do not believe him. The faculty has been taken over, so obviously they're going to try to say that this wasn't real and that it was a CPR dummy. Now, with the reaction to thinking that your son saw a dead body... He's now grounded. Uh-huh. Uh, you think he's on drugs. You take away his phone and his pornography uh, for trying to report what he thinks is a crime. <laughs> Which is just a wild that you're just... Yeah. No. It, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, parents are so mean. Uh... <laughs> I think that's the only... <laughs> It's just such an extreme reaction. Like, you could just, like, not believe someone that they saw a dead body. Like, what's the likelihood that you saw a dead body? But right. you're like, no, let's take away your porn. He must be on drugs. Yes. If he yeah. if he mistook a d- dummy for a dead body. Like, that happens all the time, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I always hear about, maybe it's because we're in the film industry, but I'm always <laughs> hearing about, <laughs> or a town in the film industry, I'm always hearing about people mistaking, uh, I also used to have a job where I would sell dummies to yes, people. That, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that would It happens be... all the time is what I'm saying. <laughs> but or you could just get scared. Yeah. If a dummy fell on you, you may for a second think that it was a person instead of a CPR dummy. Yeah. But still, yeah. So that seemed extreme. Uh, Mr. Edward Furlong. <laughs> they put the parasite in a tank of water and you know yeah. his reaction to this alien this I'm gonna new touch species, it. <laughs> is let me just put my hand right in that tank 
I just got to put my hand in the it's tank. very scientific. I just want to like, I just want to squeeze it. I just want to know. Also, at this point, it has replicated. You have seen Don't it they give replicate. Him dialogue at, 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 to the effect of like, I'm going to. I, I, I I, I'm going to check its prostate. He does, makes a joke about it, but okay. like, it's not. It's just, there's no reason for him to stick his hand in the tank. And then once you see, like, its mouth come out again, yeah. does not pull back. I don't know why you feel like you have to touch it. I do not under. That's also that happens a lot in movies. Like, it's like you see something weird, and you're like, I just want to put my face near it. I just want to get closer <laughs> to it. Let me, I'm going to touch it. I'm going to just, I want to get near it. And you should just get away. Just get as far away from the weird thing as humanly possible. What like, did this th- also happen in Prometheus? Yes. <laughs> yes, it did. And he just like gets right in there. And you're just like, you're in space. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I don't, yeah. But you know, that movie has flaws like that all the time as yeah. as well. Um, also, uh, Sweet Stan, when Mrs. Trummel's body does not take well to mm-hmm. the transition and he is taking a shower at school and you see a teacher come in and take off her clothes and then part of her scalp falls off and he just holds her in the shower and this would just never happen. Like, it's very sweet that he's trying to be nice to her, but, like, that is really bizarre and frightening and I do not think he would just hold her in the shower. Yeah, I, I would not blame him for reacting as though she were a zombie because that is what she looked like uh, at the time. So I feel like, run away. Yeah. yeah. Maybe to get help if you're a nice person. Yes. But yeah. holding her, yeah, that's a, that's another level. And then my last one, we're going to talk about Zeke. Okay. Okay, so he is the bad boy. Mm-hmm. He drives a nice car. He sells drugs and... He's got a dumb haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Do you appreciate that, Producer Ryan? He could not get over his messy <laughs> hair. It looks like it was cut to be in a different style and they were just like, let's just brush it down and like to that's that's what the bad boys look like i guess but kind of but also messy yeah which maybe was the style at the time i don't think it was the style at okay. any time do you remember a time when girls hair was like messy like you spent time to make your hair look messy yeah. i never liked that but that was a style. like messy bun so i didn't know if that's what they Anyway. I mean, the, it was, it, like, guys would have, like, spiky hair that yeah. was kind of messy, but I feel like that was, like, weird because it was, like, half brushed, like, down. Yeah. And then, like, messy in the back, maybe, or yeah. something. It was weird. He's edgy. Yeah. I don't know. I can't tell you. But, okay, at least that all fits into to one stereotype. Yes. Of a person. But also, he's really smart in English class. Mm-hmm. Like, he can be sassy to the teacher about, like calluses like he's just he knows all the answers in English class and then we go to science and he knows like what pelagic means yeah. and he's like asking he's about these new species and then his house just has like a science lab in it that, he sells drugs. That this person is okay, but his drugs are just it's like just crushed up other drugs. Like it's not like he's really like needs a chemistry set to put stuff together. He doesn't need to have mice. True. All he to really needs is like a mortar and pestle. Yes. Like, yeah. like, yes. And like a bunch of pens. <laughs> like maybe a funnel. That that's it. <laughs> so it just seems crazy that he has better equipment at home than the school does, it mm-hmm. seems like. So he doesn't really fit into it's just like, oh, he does everything. Yeah. He's just smart at everything. True. 
So I thought that was odd. That yeah. It's just, uh, we're just going to push all the stereotypes <laughs> together for his character. But yeah, so that's, uh, those are, those are my logic points. Okay. Um, other things that I noticed. So when Robert Patrick, when you first meet him and he's like freaking out and it's his only scene before he's, he's turned, mm-hmm. um, the fire, not the fire hydrant, the sprinkler is broken. So he's like trying to stop the water from coming out, which I think is really interesting because then later, you know, obviously the aliens love water and he's just standing in the sprinklers. So mm-hmm. I thought that that was really interesting that his one scene as a human, he's trying to stop water because <laughs> the water's coming out. And then one of the characters calls Casey Sigourney Weaver and he is the one who defeats the alien in the end. And he says, like, I don't think a person should run unless they're being chased. And he does. Um, and then... Planting and payoff. Yes. Um, <laughs> And then uh, Mr. Edward Furlong says, maybe I should just put a pen in my eye. And that's how Zeke kills him later. And Mary Beth... I feel kind of bad for him considering, like, the whole killing the mother alien or whatever actually uh, turns everybody back for some reason. Yeah. Even though his entire biology, like, all of the aliens, their entire biology seems to change completely when once they're, uh, you know, once the they're taken over like he has like tentacles like coming out of his uh-huh. hand so i'm not sure how it all go- it, you know. it all goes back yeah his body goes back to normal <laughs> and then mary beth uh, when she's introducing herself she says i feel pretty alien my i feel pretty alien myself today <laughs> just planting that in okay my last note mm-hmm. mary beth it's surprise it's mary beth yeah it, which works great when you look back at all of her actions, at, like, throughout the the, the story. Yeah. Because um, uh, I, I don't know, but I've, I've rewatched this. I've rewatched this since, you know, the 90s. But I was like, oh, like, when they're doing the, you know, you have to snort this in order to yeah. prove that you're not an alien. And what's her name? Knows that Mary Beth is also. She, so she's like, I'll do it at the same time that she does. Yeah. And then <laughs> when they, uh, you know, they think it's... Um, who, who is it they're attacking? Is it the coach? No. The principal? The principal. Yes. Yes. And she, and she has the drugs that, yes. that will kill them. And, so, and she dumps the whole thing mm-hmm. onto her so that she, she can get rid of it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Works really well. It does. I feel like because everybody is acting a little differently, mm-hmm. it, she kind of like hides in there. Even though she's like the new girl in town. But I feel like usually it would be, you know, if there's like a regular killer or something that comes to town, it would be more suspicious of the new person that she that showed up but because of the way that it's set up that it's like aliens it's like it doesn't have to be the new girl at school and then because the movie is called the faculty you're not necessarily suspecting that it is one of the yeah. students so i enjoyed that reveal i think that it it works to yeah there you go so and then um oh for my trivia so the role of delilah was written for charisma carpenter oh. but she turned it down because it seemed too similar to cordelia. Uh, yeah understandable yeah. it is basically just cordelia yeah so <laughs> I get that. And then Principal Drake gets her name from the Drake equation, which is used to estimate how intelligent life, um, or how much intelligent life there is in the universe. And then there's Tommy Hilfiger product placement in the movie. And then the actors, like, did an ad for it as if they're on set. Oh, my God. Um, And I don't know if you remember. So it, I had forgotten about it, and then I remembered um, once... Like, I'd seen the photos. I was like, oh, I do remember these. Do you remember these, seeing these in, like, magazines and oh, stuff like yeah. that? No, yeah. With them? Wow. It's so, like, all-American. 
I and, mean, it's Tommy Hilfiger, so yeah. And then there's a character that was actually cut out of the movie, oh but my she's God. in all of the ads. Also. Just barely. Yeah. How, did they know they were going to cut her out at that I don't point? think so, which is why she's like in the ads for it and stuff, which is just funny. But yeah. So yeah. So that's uh, that's my trivia. All right. You want to talk about food? Yes. Yeah, so for food ideas, um, I don't know if we mentioned, but our, our main characters in Invasion of the Body Snatchers work for the health department. So <laughs> he goes to a French restaurant at the very beginning of the movie where they're serving calves brains and red wine uh, and finds a rat dropping. So if you wanted to, you could make calves brains and red wine, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, he also later is making a stir fry with what appears to be celery, bell peppers, and carrots. I just wrote that down. So, you know, stir fry would also be uh, topical. And then I felt like the pods themselves kind of resembled like squash blossoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it would be nice to make like a, a stuffed fried squash blossom if you if you can find them. I'm not sure where to get squash blossoms. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Oh, I want squash blossoms. <laughs> um, so for the faculty, which has almost no food in it at all. Yeah. But, so I was like, okay, I'll make a cocktail. And since the aliens love water, I was like, okay, I'll try to make a cocktail that looks clear so it appears like it's water, but it's not really water. So I ended- that would be boring. Yeah. <laughs> so I made a Tom Collins, but instead of soda water, I used like lemon LaCroix so that the flavor of it nice. would be more there. So yeah. And then I just, for my photo, I made a little shadow that looked like tentacles because like in the movie, there's all the, the tentacles and stuff like that. So yeah. Or when Mary Beth walks around there are shadow tentacles that yeah. come off of her, which I think is a really good effect. It's a cool it effect. Yeah, yeah, it works really well. And, uh, yeah, well, we already talked about, but the effects in the, in the movie, I think, are great, especially the giant, the giant alien yeah, at the that, end when she turns in. Yeah, and the very end also, like, when Casey is fighting her and all the parasites come out and just stick into his face. Yeah. Oh, it's really gross. It's gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, okay, so... My question to you is... Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> okay, so if you were an alien, yeah. I was going to ask you which method you would choose to invade. Because we've got, you know, there's like several different methods. So, like, in, like, the faculty or Invasion of the Body Snatchers or, like, the thing, you try to take over by looking like people, like, replicating or just taking over the bodies. You also have sort of, like, an Independence Day, quiet place, like, Starship Troopers, right? It's like, you just come in and just, just start, start murdering. Yeah. Um, there's also, you know, like, species are under the skin where it's like, you send, like, a hot chick <laughs> in to take over. Not the worst, not the worst <laughs> method. Um, you know, it's like orgs, we did, you know, like, Arrival and Contact, or, like, E.T. It's like, a friendly, friendly, mm-hmm. um, helpful aliens as well. It's like, or there's other, you know, methods as well like subliminal messages like they live or anything like that but right. i was gonna see what you thought would be the best method to to take over yeah um yeah i feel like you've either got to like if the if the ultimate goal is to say take over the, the planet um and get rid of the humans <laughs> you can either present as a friendly alien and then learn everything that you need to about humans and then you know uh, maybe go the uh, to serve man uh, <laughs> direction and be like, come on back to our planet. Everything, it, we'll, we'll show you around. It'll all be great. And then you just eat them all. Um, or <laughs> or just like learn everything about the humans and then use that knowledge to take them over in like an invasion of the body snatchers uh, 
the faculty kind of kind of way. I feel like you know if you come in guns blazing, uh, Independence Day style, then you run the risk of of you know they're immediately going to fight back, and unless you're very very sure of your own you know firepower, I feel like that's yeah. not the way to go. Yeah, I think that's a good that's yeah. a good answer. <laughs> well, what about you? Well, it does seem to work well in uh, like. A quiet place, you know, like, but they're very powerful that they can come in and make us yeah, instantly, got... like, vulnerable. But I do think coming in and sort of taking over individuals is, like, a better way to do it because you can go under the radar for a while. Yeah. And it would be really hard to not get turned eventually just because if you're essentially spreading out yeah, like a virus, you know, like, over, it's just, like, eventually you are going to come in contact with someone. I am curious. Do you think it's, do you think, like, in the faculty they say that they, they go to this small town in Ohio because it's like sneaking in the back door but do you think it's better to go start small and then grow or do you run the risk of you know the military or something like that that's that's in a bigger city fighting back uh and if somebody gets away and tells everybody what's going on so would it be better to in, invasion I think it's in San Francisco which also not a great place I think to start <laughs> maybe Washington DC or <laughs> New York or something like yeah. that I know I would go to a big city because yeah. I feel like you can there's more people there you can spread faster I feel yeah. like it's it takes longer in a less populated area to to get out so start in the bigger areas and maybe more than one at the same time so that by the time you know you know mm-hmm. people start to notice that things are weird you're already taken over several places and you can just bleed out for itself yeah yeah I think we're on the same page there yeah it's good to know we can take over the planet one day <laughs> Someday. That's the end goal. All right. Do you want to tell people where they can find us and what the theme for the next episode is? Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram at movie underscore matchup uh, and uh, some of our recipes on sugarednerd.com. And tune in for the next episode where our theme will be high school hierarchy. Mm -hmm. And as always, I'm not an alien. I'm discontent.